4 to nothing to the Dallas Stars to help us break this one down. We bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, you, you talked to Jonathan Marcheseau at the end of the second period. He talked about lack of emotion, the game not going particularly well, not really much changed in the third period. So I guess the question is, like, who's going to bring this team into the fight? If, if Mark Stone's out of the lineup and we know what he means to this team emotionally on and off the ice, someone's going to have to step up. Who's it got to be? That is a great question. You would um, you would think of the veteran leadership the team has, Ryan, and as we often point out, there are multiple former captains, including a Stanley Cup winning captain and Alex Petrangelo. Jack Eichel, of course, was a captain in Buffalo. Alec Martinez, though not a captain, of course, was a longtime alternate captain and has two cups. He gets injured today as well. Um, you know, it's um, it's hard to say that you know you, you expect one guy to kind of step up but you would imagine that the superstar offensive player Jack Eichel would be among them but um, after saying he stunk his word not mine he stunk last time out against the Edmonton Oilers um, I'm not sure he was all that much better today I mean he you know he got two shots on goal he had five attempts but he was still minus two he was better in the faceoff circle he won eight and lost seven, as the other day he won two and lost seven. But, uh, you know, we're talking about emotional leadership here and dragging the team into it. And I think that, you know, you're talking about a guy who is not only going to step it up himself, but you got to drag your teammates into it. Mm -hmm. And I think that for Jack, that could be a bit of a challenge right now. He's got different line mates, it seems, game to game and sometimes period to period. We saw that uh, today he started with Paul Cotter and Nick Wobb. We kind of entertained that possibility after the game the other day. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, something that we liked. I asked Bruce Cassidy about it earlier today, and, you know, that worked for that one game right before Jonathan Marcheseau came back, and, and I, I didn't mind it. I, I think we, you know, can talk about how the Knights did not bring the emotion, and clearly they didn't score, so it's hard to grow anything from some momentum. They just really didn't get momentum at any point today, mm -hmm. so any hope of um, emotion and um, confidence just never quite developed. And so with that, let's give credit to the Dallas Stars. I mean, they had not lost three in a row all year. Had they lost today, that would have been the case. They've got their coaches, former Golden Knight coaches, and Pete DeBoer and Steve Spot here. And uh, they're coming off a difficult loss, 6-5. to five. That was against Calgary, and it was their number two goaltender in that game. Not that it was Wedgwood's fault, Pete DeBoer said. Then you go back to Jake Ottinger today, who has a grand total of six regulation losses all year. Put that in context. Logan Thompson has 12. Ottinger's got six. So you got very good goaltender and a defensive group that really made the Knights' offensive chances uh, bare minimum. So there's a few things to look at it, but I think that you're right to point out Jonathan Marcheseau's comment about no emotion. Um, you know, that's him, too. I mean, other guys might have a different take on it, uh, but Jonathan Marcheseau is among the more emotional hockey players you'll come across anywhere. Now, when you look at the Golden Knights, the last three games, you, you lose Mark Stone against Florida. You lose Will Carrier against Edmonton. Today, you, you lose Alec Martinez uh, midway through the second period. Uh, so three straight games in a row where the Golden Knights have lost a player that has not been able to come back. Uh, you're, you're taxing with other, with other players with more minutes. Uh, but, I mean, like, last year it was really that second and third wave of injuries that, that kind of put the Golden Knights in, in, in a bad spot. 
I, I wonder if that's leaking into kind of the mindset for some of the players that were here last year, coming into this year, that it's it's a, another one of those situations where it feels like, oh, no, here we go again. Yeah, very well could be the case, uh, especially for some guys. And then you, you realize, and just human nature, when, when somebody goes down, your teammate, your friend goes down, there's a, a certain um, defensive nature that grabs hold. And you want to step up for that guy. You want to you know, do what you can in his absence. And when I say his, I mean any player. Uh, you want to do whatever you can do to, you know, make sure that you, you take care of that guy so his absence is not unduly felt. But then when you get into that mentality, you maybe forget about some of the the elemental parts of the game, the structure stuff. And it, it affects different players in different positions in different ways. So we, we often paint with broad strokes on this stuff, but it just seems to happen <laughs> on every night-to-night uh, uh, -night basis. It's kind of how it felt last year. I guess the good news in all this, not that it matters in the mindset department, Ryan, but uh, last year a number of the injuries were just uh, injuries were debilitating. You just never had a feeling that Alec Martinez was going to get to his normal self, or Mark Stone, or Jack Eichel, and so on and so on. You know, right now you've got you know, White Cloud, Howden, Theodore, Carrier, Miramanov, Stone, plus now today, Alec Martinez. I mean, if you want to throw in Dorothea in there as well, I suppose you could do that. But, um, you know, like, you don't have a sense that any of those guys are going to be gone, like, long, long term, like end of the season. You know, Theodore and Howden are probably uh, closest. They've been out the longest. And we saw Zach Whitecloud walking around the press box, so that gives you some hope. Um, and then we'll see about Carrier. We'll see about Martinez. And, you know, Stone was week to week, but who knows what that might turn into. I guess that there might be some hope. You've got six games before the All-Star break. Yeah. And maybe, you know, you, you kind of just rally around that, like, hey, let's get through this next stretch here. Let's make the most out of that and then hope that you get some healthy bodies. So when the Knights play in Nashville, which is, by the way, the beginning of the dad's trip after the, the All-Star break, uh, you know, that you've got something close to a full team. But like, like you said, you know, when you've got players who are trying to uh, make up for their teammates' absence while also trying to figure out the team's identity with a new head coach and new systems, you know, it, it just kind of uh, snowballs, I suppose. Um, you know, I'll be interested to hear what Bruce Casty has to say and what some of the players have to say. They would know a lot better than me. You know, you mentioned identity, and, and that's a really interesting topic because going through the next couple of, of games with presumably without Mark Stone, uh, who's such an identity guy, like what does the identity have to be for the Golden Knights to kind of get through that area to, in, in the schedule and find ways to win? I think part of the identity is flexibility. I think that while you imagine that, the hard work that any hockey coach would expect to see from his team. There are uh, there's a lot of skill on this team, and in order to succeed, you've got to buy into the methods that the coaches have put in place. And you know, Gary used the word stubborn a couple of times today, and yeah. I think that in um, in certain cases is applicable. I think there are certain players who, for whatever reason, have it in their mind. This is you know, one way that I think I can make a contribution. And, of course, everybody's trying to help the team win. But sometimes you've got to think about playing with that identity and being flexible and, you know, thinking, all right, well, if this is what I need to do with these line mates, 
You know, if Jack Eichel's playing with Nick Waugh and Paul Cotter, that's different than playing with, let's say, Chandler Stevenson and pick your left winger. Um, you know, are, are you flexible to do what it takes to be successful in that kind of approach? Um, so I, I wonder if that's part of it. You know, the, the guys that are often the identity for this group and Marcius O'Carlson and Smith, you know, they, they seem to know what they're doing. Does it click with uh, the defensemen? I mean, so often those guys are scoring, and how many times did Shea Theodore assist on a Marcius O'Goal or a Carlson goal? Well, he's not there. Are they flexible enough to click with, um, you know, a Caden Korzak or something, for example? So I think that there's that flexibility that is perhaps more prevalent right now, uh, flexibility being the counterbalance to stubbornness. All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Thursday and the Detroit Red Wings? You think that Aiden Hill would um, get uh, the start on uh, Thursday because, you know, Logan has gone the last two. Um, and, you know, Logan uh, was fine today. Again, two of the goals that he let up went off of Knights defenders. But Aiden Hill, last game that he played was, of course, a, a win for the Knights beat the Florida Panthers, so uh, I'll be interested to see if, in fact, it is if it is Aiden Hill going in that game against uh, the Detroit Red Wings on Thursday, a team that the Knights have already seen and beaten this year. All right, Dan, thanks, as always, for jumping on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show with me. You and I, we will chat soon on Thursday. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-0 loss to the Dallas Stars. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to 28-15 and 258 points, still tops in the Pacific Division. We're back with more on the Triple Eight. Actually, let's change that and go down to Bruce Cassidy. Uh, Bruce, what made it difficult for you guys to generate offense tonight? <coughs> um, well, we didn't execute early on. That was a problem. Uh, so you're not making plays. You're chasing the game. First goal, right? I mean, we have an easy breakout. Execute that. We're on a three-on-two. We kind of fumble it a little bit. It's in our feet. Both guys that made the pass, to receive the pass, fall down. You know, they get to the interior, and, and you're, you know you're down one. So there's a little bit of that execution, just getting going up ice. And then with Dallas in general, and a problem with our team at times is getting to the interior ice. I mean, you look at their two goals they scored after that. They're lucky. I think they both went in off Petro point shots, but. You know, they generate a lot that way, um, and we didn't get to the interior. Uh, you know, the pucks went low to high for us, didn't get find their way to the net. So part of that is, are our defining shooting lanes? Yes, or is, is there people at the net to, you know, so Ottinger has to fight to see the puck, or maybe you get a fortunate bounce. So, But we've been, you know, trying to work on that all year. You know, our team is not necessarily built that way, um, but you still have to work to get to the inside, and, and some lines have had success doing it, some haven't. And, so I think that's why we had trouble generating offense. They're not going to give you a lot off the rush. Uh, there wasn't much either way off the rush. Just I think when we started chasing the game, they got a few chances. But for the most part, it's interior ice game. Jesse. Hi, Bruce. Jesse Granger at The Athletic. It's hard to tell from all the way up there, but it seemed like maybe a lack of energy on the bench. What did you think about the, the energy, the compete level, and, and uh, part two? Nowhere near good enough. Not, not an NHL effort tonight. Not from our group. Um, I think eventually we got to our game and, and try, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to start competing, but you know now they've got, they've got the lead and got things going their way. So, do you, how do you replace what Mark Stone brings off the ice in terms of the accountability, the leadership, the energy he brings? Well, we have veteran guys in the room, and 
there are other guys tonight that should be leading the team. I mean, you can go through, you know who they are. And they didn't have it early, and that's shame on them for not, you know, we lose a game to Edmonton, and eventually we get to our game, but not good enough. And tonight we should have bounced back. So they have to be the ones that lead the team, and the followers have to follow. And some nights your followers, if they're not good enough, they're not good enough. Um, so I think it's a combination of both tonight. You need people pushing from underneath. You know, when you have guys out, it's opportunities for other guys. I'm not certainly putting on guys from Henderson. I just mean maybe the guys that have been in our lineup that are only playing 10 minutes to get a chance to play a little more or have sat out earlier in the year. That's a good opportunity for them to say, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take that spot. I'll raise my hand and take Mark Stone's ice time. And uh, there needs to be a little more of that. And then the leaders got to find their game. Um, you know, the guys are, that have been here and done it, that's what we're relying on. Go to Owen and Chris and Danny. Owen Krupp's Vegas Hockey now. Uh, Alec Martinez, do you have an update on him? And what is it like when you have to go through that two to three games now where you're missing well, a player? It's probably maybe? been more than two or three, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it's uh, Follow-up to that sort of is opportunity for someone else to play. Um, now, it's unfortunate when you're chasing the game. It had to fall a lot on Petro because you don't have Theo in your lineup who's an offensive guy. Whitey brings a little bit of that. So, um, you, know, you, you, you know, he probably gets too much responsibility put on them, but it's up to other guys now to, to again, want to volunteer and step up and do that. That's the way I look at it. I mean, if, I if I'm a player that's not, as I said before, everyone wants to play more, so here's your opportunity, so get after it. You know, don't come into my office on Wednesday and say to me, hey, I need to play more. Well, do it tonight, you know, when the game's on the line. Get going. Um, so I guess that's the, the bothersome part. Uh, and um, What's it like? It, that, that to me is what it should be like. It should be the glass is half full, opportunity for somebody else. Now, update on Marty. I don't have one right now for you. I have nothing uh, to report there other than he left. Um, and hopefully we're off tomorrow. We'll, Wednesday we'll, we'll have, have an update. Uh, but not much to say there. Chris. Hey, Bruce. Uh, Chris Gollick, Locked on Vegas Golden Knights. Can you speak a little more about the team's compete level at home on this homestand and just what role the leadership has in the locker room in having the team ready to go from the puck drop? Well, I mean, our effort hasn't been good enough. It shows in our record. We're losing games here, and it's not like we're out playing teams and, and tough luck. I mean, they, like I said, they had a couple goals that found their way in tonight. We had a power play there. I'm not sure. It looked like three times we scored on it and didn't. So maybe the game changes there. I think we needed something good to happen. But, you know, you got to push through. So, uh, and in leadership, I mean, I mean, leadership starts at the top. It's up to me to get the players ready to play. But when the puck drops, I mean, I've said this before, effort and execution falls on the player. I mean, they're the ones on the ice. And our effort wasn't good enough. And we talked about the first goal. The execution was was poor for lack, you know, and let's call it what it was. It was freaking poor. And now we're all of a sudden we're chasing, chasing the game. So, um, and you'd hope the leaders in the room would step up between periods. I have to go in there sometimes, absolutely my job, but it can't be all the time. Um, and, and hold guys accountable for at least an effort level. Like I said, no one wins 82 games a year, uh, but we, we need better here at home. We got, you know, a great, I'm learning this, you know, terrific fans are here supporting us every night. We have to play better in front of them. We have to put out a better effort. And, uh, you know, that'll be our goal, obviously, on Thursday to, to bounce back in that area. And hopefully that's a start. You know, and maybe the, the execution comes, you know, with that as well. You lose some players out of the lineup, your execution is going to drop off when you lose good players. I understand that. So are the players, but the effort shouldn't. Danny. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce, you've kind of touched on this already, so I apologize if this sounds redundant, but knowing that this might be a team you guys 
face later on down the road? Is this kind of the wake-up call game that maybe needs I, to be? I, it's too early for wake-up call games. I think uh, we 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 lost LA and we were horrible. You know that should have been a wake-up call. We should be we should be ready to go and better. So clearly something's crept into our game here. Some malaise, whatever you want to call it, that we have to get out of our game and work your way through it. And that's just part of it. And I don't know if there's the mental part of here we go again with the injuries because I wasn't here last year, but I do know there was a lot of injuries. But, I mean, you got to be mentally tougher if that's the case. you got to pull through. You don't want a repeat of last year. You want to be able to play your way through it, work your way through it, and come out the other side, you know, in better shape in terms of, you know, your, your mental part of the game. So that's an area that we have to drill down on. I'm not saying that is in some guys' heads. I, I can't speak for them. But, you know, we have to get back to our game and understand that every team goes through a certain level of adversity being injuries or bad breaks or whatever and you play your way out of it so Thursday will be that opportunity thank you Bruce thanks everybody that was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 4-0 loss to the Dallas Stars we're back with more on the AAA insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center this is the Vegas Golden Knights radio network We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 4 to nothing to the Dallas Stars. Vegas falls to 28-15 and 258 points on the year. Still tops in the Pacific Division, though a bit more precarious with Seattle and Los Angeles just two points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Mark Stone remains out week to week with an upper body injury. Will Carrier did not play today after leaving the game on Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers with an injury. And Alec Martinez left in the second period tonight, did not return. So for the Golden Knights, that's three games in a row with a player leaving the game and not returning due to injury, so we will see where the Golden Knights are on Thursday when they take on the Detroit Red Wings. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. You know, We go back to the first period, and uh, against the Edmonton Oilers, it was a poor start that really undid the Vegas Golden Knights. So you would imagine Vegas was looking for a better start tonight. And while it was better in the first couple of minutes of the game, an inability to break the puck out of their own zone ultimately did them in as Jamie Benn opened the scoring for the Stars. Can't clear the zone. Ben a strip, but he gets a shot away. He scores. Jamie Ben, his 17th of the year, goals in consecutive games. Dallas is captain. Puts the Stars up one nothing. Jamie Ben, his 17th of the year, from Ty Delandria. Five minutes, 45 seconds into the first period, made it one to nothing. Dallas. We would head to the second period. Dallas Stars up 1-0, and Logan Thompson would do his best to keep this one close, making our AAA insurance save of the game. Three puck eventually grabbed by Johnston. Penalty time at five seconds. Stars coming in, and a right-wing shot is on goal. Glove saved by Logan Thompson. The attempt coming right away from Mills Lundquist. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance. Car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So because of that Logan Thompson save, the Golden Knights were still within striking distance, and we expected them to to push to start the second period. However, it was it was the Stars pushing and continuing their territorial advantage, 
and then adding to their lead with Joel Kiviranta's sixth goal of the year. Karen handled by Marcheseau to the near boards. Up the wall and kept in, a point shot, score! Deflected in front, the Stars get another goal. 2-0 Dallas with 7.32 to go in the second period. Yoel Kiviranta's sixth of the year from Frederick Olofsson and Miro Haskin in 12-28 of the second period made it 2-0 Dallas. The Stars would take that 2-0 lead into the third period, and the same story in the first two periods followed for Vegas in the third, as the Stars were the team that pushed as they added to their lead on Ryan Suter's first goal of the year. Lundquist plays a rink wide left and a shot. Score! Traffic in front, but it gets through Thompson on a point shot from Ryan Suter. 3-0 Dallas, a goal in each period. Ryan Suter from Nils Lundqvist and Ty Delandria. 7.51 of the third period made it 3-0 Dallas. Bruce Cassidy would pull Logan Thompson with just over five minutes left, hoping that that would spark something for the Vegas Golden Knights. It did not, as Tyler Sagan iced the game with an empty net goal. Knights get the puck, and now the Stars come in, and a shot from Sagan into the empty goal. 4-0 Dallas with 43 seconds to play. Tyler Sagan's 12th of the year, empty net from Joe Pavelski, 19-16 of the third period. Made it 4-0 Dallas, and all that was left in this game was the final call. Hutton at the logo, dumps it in, four seconds left. Near the stick of Ottinger, angles it away, and that is all she wrote today at T-Mobile Arena. For the first time this season, the Golden Knights are shut out. Final score, Dallas 4, Vegas 0. There you have it, 4 to nothing. the final, final score. The Dallas Stars shut out the Vegas Golden Knights for the first time this year. Vegas falls to 28-15 and 258 points on the year and are next in action on Thursday at 7 o'clock against the Detroit Red Wings. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Heads up, Golden Knights fans who drive to games. The upcoming I-15 Tropicana construction project could impact your route to T-Mobile Arena. Beginning January 19th, road ramp and lane closures will cause delays, so plan ahead and allow extra time. Visit i15trop.com for details from the Nevada Department of Transportation's AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 4 to nothing to the Dallas Stars. Vegas shut out for the first time this year. Today's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. You know, this one was an interesting one because you were hoping for a better start from the Golden Knights. And within the context of what their start was on Saturday night against the Edmonton Oilers, it technically was a better start. The The Golden Knights were down 2 nothing within the first two minutes against the Oilers. That wasn't the case today as they were able to kind of mitigate some of that early pressure from the Dallas Stars. But Dallas was in the offensive zone a lot. And then when Jamie Benn scored that first goal of the game just about six minutes into the first period, it was really all Dallas from that point forward. They were living in the offensive zone. They were really winning a lot of the board battles along the wall. And then that ties in, I would argue, with what Bruce Cassidy said post game, saying the effort level tonight wasn't NHL level. 
It's not often you're going to hear a coach say that as bluntly as Bruce Cassidy did. But when you're losing battles along the wall, when you're losing 50-50 puck battles all night long, it's going to wear thin and it's going to frustrate your coach. So for the Golden Knights, I think, you know, you can look at the injuries, you can look at all these different reasons as to why the Golden Knights have struggled of late over the last couple of games. But when you factor all these things in and it's it's opportunity for some players to push a little bit more, some players to play a little bit more leadership to really drag this team into the fight, you're going to need something more from the Golden Knights on Thursday against the Detroit Red Wings. I'm interested to see how this team responds, not just to the recent run of play, but also to some of the commentary from their head coach in Bruce Cassidy. We'll find that out on Thursday at 7 o'clock against the Detroit Red Wings. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights shut out by the Dallas Stars. Pete DeBoer's return to T-Mobile Arena. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's get the calls going. Lines are open right now. 702-876-1340. Bruce Cassidy is as honest a coach as you're going to find in professional sports. Bruce Cassidy does not shy away from speaking his mind, especially after wins and especially after losses. This was probably the most... I would argue frustrating games of the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, they're dealing with injuries. We know. We've heard the story. I've talked about it. I'm sure you're all tired of hearing about it, and it's unfortunate that the Golden Knights are going through it yet again this season. However, injuries bring about opportunities for other players. Injuries bring about chances for guys to impact the game in a different way. And I think for Bruce Cassidy, what he's looking for right now is his established veteran players to take control of this team, push them in in a direction, create and give them an identity, and the supporting role players to come through and say, you know what, I want those minutes, I want to make an impact. And it was very clear based on the commentary after the game tonight, that's what Bruce Cassidy is searching for on Thursday night when the Golden Knights take on the Detroit Red Wings. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Charlie. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Fine, uh... I've been just looking at the uh, injuries. The last five weeks, we've lost ten players. To count uh, Martinez today, that'd be you know twice. And then uh, they brought in the broadcast that uh, Dallas has got. I think it was fourteen players that have played forty games plus, mm-hmm. and twelve that haven't missed a game. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out statistically in the last two years why are we injured more than anybody else? Is it the equipment? Is the style of play? Is it uh, conditioning? Why, why are we getting so many more injuries than anybody else in the league? Calgary well, last year went uh, 
almost a whole season without any major injuries. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a it's it's a, an impact sport, right? So there's there's inherent risk every single time you get on the ice. Number two, uh, I wouldn't make the the argument that it's style of play because last year Pete DeBoer was the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, and you just cited that the the Dallas Stars are one of the least injured teams going into this year, and the Golden Knights uh, played more along the lines of what Pete, Bo- Pete DeBoer's style is. So stylistically, it's been two different seasons for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Right. It's not. It's not equipment, right? Because everyone's using essentially oh. the same equipment in the league. It's it's luck. Uh, luck has a lot to do with whether or not you get through an NHL season injured or, or uninjured. Like there are plays that happen, and sometimes you, you block a shot, you get it right on the shin pad, and everything's good. Other times you block a shot, it hits the bone, and and you're in trouble. So um, it, it's unfortunate, but the Golden Knights have really been bitten by the injury bug. I don't know that there's any one direction to blame, though. As a diehard fan, I really get frustrated with the upper body, lower body, mm-hmm. you know. And again, they're saying it's because people don't target it. Every team in the league saw that uh, Theodore in overtime had a knee on knee. We know it's a knee injury. Mm-hmm. You saw White Cloud in front of the net where the guy hit him on the side and his knee buckled. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they do that. I wish they'd give us like the NFL does. It's a sprained MCL. He'll be out three to four weeks. As fans, it's very frustrating because you don't know. A year, two years ago, guys had a concussion. They did say upper body injury. It's yeah. against league rules to target a guy's head anyway. So as a fan, I'm very frustrated. We don't know the scope of the injuries. Yeah, I'm with you there, Charlie, and thanks for the call. Um, until there's a reason that that disclosure of injuries is something that needs to happen, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, I, I get the frustration. Believe me, it would be great if there were more concrete timelines put on put in place for, for individual players. But, you know, I think for, to a degree, you, you, this is what you have in the NHL. It's upper body, lower body, and you've got month to month, week to week, day to day. Like those are the distinguishing factors when it comes to injuries. And you're just hopeful, I think, at this point that, you know, you start to get some players back in the lineup relatively soon, and you hope that whatever it is that's ailing Mark Stone isn't going to be something that pushes from week to week to month to month. But until we get further update, that's kind of all we have to go on. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, thank you, Charlie. You echoed so many things that I've said on the 4 o'clock show, or to you, Ryan, specifically, but... That is not the issue right now. I think the issue is what, <laughs> unfortunately, Marsha so said it in a four-letter word between periods, and mm-hmm. the also the coach, who is brutally honest, bless his heart, uh, has put it in terms that you can't argue with. Uh, we're not stepping up. We're, we're seeing that there is opportunity to do it, and uh, we've seen in sports, People like Magic Johnson plays center for a couple of games and wins uh, the NBA championship. I mean, it is possible for guys to take a team and put them on his shoulders, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't, poor, poor Alex Petrangelo, you can't make two goals to the other team by accident. It just, it'll never happen again in his entire career. So luck has a lot to do with it. But yes, Stevenson and Eichel and Petrangelo and those veterans have to put the team on their shoulders because these kids from Henderson are not ready. They're just not there yet. Yeah, you're looking squarely at at the likes of Jack Eichel, Chandler Stevenson, Jonathan Marshall, William Carlson, Riley Smith, uh, 
Phil Kessel to a degree, right? The established players on this team offensively that have been doing it in this league for a long, long time. You're going to need them to carry the mail right now with Mark Stone out. They they have not done so over the last two games. And now it's it's in front of them after, you know, Bruce Cassidy was, was so pointed and clear in his postgame press conference. They're going to need that effort on Thursday. Well, I'll stand by my comment that I wish the Red Wing game had been today and that the Dallas game were Thursday, yeah. but it is what it is. I think the schedule maker has been kind to us and – you talk so much in the early part of this season, and you are absolutely right, banking points. Mm. It's so great that the Knights, when healthy, banked all those points. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike, and, and thank you for the call. Um, it, it was great what the Golden Knights were able to do the first 20 games of the year. You're getting into a point, though, now where you've got Seattle pushing, you've got L.A. pushing, the Calgary Flames have been better of late. The Edmonton Oilers certainly have been better of late. So for the Golden Knights, as, as nice as it was to bank those points, I do think there has to be a, a tinge of realism here in that they've got to start putting wins on the board right now, right? You, you might be without Mark Stone until after the, the All-Star break. And, and if that's the case, you're talking about six more games. That's 12 more points that are available for the Golden Knights, and they are still a very talented team. There's still enough talent on this team to win hockey games to score goals so you you got to come with with a better effort and you've got to come with a better game on thursday against the detroit red wings that's for sure um i really thought pete deboer his return was going to, to add a little bit of juice to this game it seemed to do that for the dallas stars not so much for the vegas golden knights 702-876-1340 is the number let's head back out to the phone lines bring in stephanie hey stephanie how you doing how are you, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So that was a really rough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just they didn't look good for a lot of it. And the thing that really stood out to me, because we were actually at the game today, was just the passes. They either weren't there or they're trying to force it, and it just they could not force it. There were so many passes that led to turnovers that or just didn't connect. Um and then clearing the zone, they just had – I don't know if Dallas is really good at keeping the zone or if we just couldn't get it out of the zone to save our lives today. Like, it was just – there were so many times it would be, you know, tried, they tried to clear it out, and Dallas would keep it in. It felt like almost every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Dallas Stars were really, really on the puck a lot, and they were winning a lot of the battles, um, and, and that's what – you know, really becomes the difference between getting pucks out and getting into transition, getting some chances for yourself, or getting hemmed in on on a shift. And and to be honest, like the the Dallas Stars won the majority of the battles, and therefore they had the territorial advantage. That's not really that surprising, given it's Pete DeBoer. It's a little bit more, um, I don't want to say up tempo, but a little bit higher risk in terms of pushing the pace. And the Dallas Stars were on top of the Golden Knights all night long. Yeah, and it just it really felt like. Luck was not on our side tonight because the times that it should have been cleared out, it was going into a skate or going, you know, hitting the stick wrong or missing it completely. It just wasn't there tonight. So let's hope that uh, when we go back on Thursday, a much better showing and hopefully nothing bad news about Alex Martinez. Yeah, you know what, Stephanie? Thank you for the call. Um, we'll see. 
where the Golden Knights are at on Thursday. I think that, you know, in the room, you probably have a, a similar feeling as to what we heard from Bruce Cassidy after the game from all the players. I'm expecting a much different and much better night from the Golden Knights on Thursday against the Detroit Red Wings. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Tim. Hey, Tim. Okay. Uh, we will head to break. 702-876-1340. Tim, if you're hearing me, sorry it took so long. Give me a call back. 702-876-1340. I'd like to hear from you, as well as everybody else. The Golden Knights dropped this one 4 to nothing to the Dallas Stars. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall 4 to nothing to the Dallas Stars. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head right back out to the phone lines. Bring in Lou. Hey, Lou, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. Good, man. Um, you know, I don't want to focus or talk about the game. I want to talk about something that Cassidy said, Bruce Cassidy said in the postgame uh, interview when he talked about motivating the players. And when he, when he talked about that, it took me back to Gerard Gallant, who I was a big fan of. But about two days before he was fired, he did a post-game presser where he openly said, it's not my job to, inter- uh, to uh, motivate the players. Mm. And as soon as he said that, I thought, man, even if you think that you keep that in the holster... And tonight, Bruce Cassidy talked about his job to motivate the players. And you kind of forget sometimes that, for the most part, these are 20-something you know, year old players who every once in a while need a kick in the ass. But, mm. sorry, I almost went Rita there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate the fact that he's got a little different philosophy about the game and the players and what his job is as a coach than I think the last two guys have had. I couldn't agree more, Lou. And, and I think that you know tonight's post-game press conference from Bruce Cassidy was one of those eye-opening moments, right, where if, if the effort's not there, he's going to call it out. If execution's not there, he's going to call it out. He's going to tell you what it is that's plaguing this team. And, and for, you know, for Bruce Cassidy to say, once the puck drops, effort and execution, that's on the players, right? It's, it's his job to prepare them. It's his job at times to try to motivate them, to get them to, to push through that next level. But all the preparation's done, right? Everything's done until you, until you get to puck drop. And as soon as that puck drops, it becomes on the players. And I think for Bruce Cassidy, kind of putting that out there should spark something out of this Golden Knights team on Thursday. Absolutely. I, w- I would say that tonight... He was aggressively diplomatic in the post-game presser, and I appreciate that as a fan. Yeah, you're right on the money there, Lou. Thank you for the call. Um, Bruce Cassidy, to me, has done a fantastic job, and he's pushing the buttons, right? And that's kind of the thing that you're going to need to do as as a new coach coming into the situation, wanting to win. you got to figure out how you can push, and I think this was as aggressively as we've seen Bruce Cassidy this year push his Golden Knights team. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Rick. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Uh, not too good tonight. Um, 
I've been at these games lately, and my problem, what I feel like I'm looking at is we're a slow team that can't get to any 50-50 pucks. Um, it feels like we have no room on the ice where the other team is just passing it all over the ice and they move everywhere they want to go. They're just doing whatever they want to do on the ice, and they're just we're following them around trying to chase them every game, and it's just frustrating. In the beginning of the year, we were not giving up many shots, playing great defense, and now it just seems like we can't do any. We're not good on defense. We're not good on offense, and we have no speed. Yeah, I, I, I'd push back a little bit on, on the defensive side. Like, I, I don't necessarily think the Golden Knights gave Dallas a lot in this game. It, it was fairly low event, to be honest with you. I just think that the Dallas Stars capitalized. Uh, but the point that you're you're making is directly correlated to scoring that first goal of the game. Early on in the year, the Golden Knights were scoring first more often than not, so they weren't chasing the game. The opposition was chasing the game, which was leading to more forced plays, more mistakes on their end, and the Golden Knights were able to get in transition and add another goal and another goal and another goal. Uh, right now, uh, eight of the last nine games, the Golden Knights have given up the first goal of the game. So you're chasing and chasing and chasing, and what that allows is the opposition to kind of just fall into more of a protective shell, play their game, and it forces the Golden Knights to be a little bit riskier and, and try to force plays. So um, I think you're you're on the money in that the, the Golden Knights have, have been chasing significantly more of late, uh, and the only way to really combat that is to, to get on teams early on in the game and, and score that first goal. So then is it a coaching thing that we're not coming out ready to play? Because I hear it every time that Coach Cassidy talks about we need to be ready, and that's on him. So when is it time to start putting it on Cassidy and saying, Enough blaming himself, and let's just start seeing some results early in the game. Well, I, you you heard Bruce Cassidy after the game tonight, right? Yes, I did. I'm just, so the so the, pre always, the preparation the preparation is on the coaches, right? It's on the coaches to get the, the players ready to play. Once the puck drops, yes. Bruce Cassidy says execution and effort. It's on the players. And early on in the game, the Golden Knights didn't execute, right? You, you have an opportunity to clear the puck out of your own zone. You throw it into the skates of, of the player that's in front of you, and all of a sudden the Stars turn it around and score that first goal of the game. As much as Bruce Cassidy can, can prepare a team to play, if you're not executing on your passes, then where are you? Like, how can you put that on the coach? Well, no, I'm asking where do we... I, I can't... I'm, I'm tired of always blaming it on injuries. And I just we need to start seeing some more action. We no, need, I think we need it, to start Rick, seeing some results. Rick, I, I think on this one tonight, like the players wear this one. It, like there's no yeah. other way to kind of look at it, right? Like the players wear this one after uh, the game in Edmonton or again, the game against Edmonton, where you're down two nothing two minutes into the game. You you wanted a better start. You wanted to to really come out in this game and enforce your game on the Dallas Stars. And it didn't work because the Golden Knights just didn't have it. They didn't have the execution. They didn't have the effort. It is what it is. And I think for this one, the players are going to wear it. Yeah, hopefully we see a different start on Thursday then. All right, Rick, thank you for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. It's the extended post-game show. We're back with more next right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights shut out by the Dallas Stars. 4 to nothing. the final score here from T-Mobile Arena. 
Vegas 28-15 and 258 points on the year. Still tops in the Pacific Division, though the Seattle Kraken and Los Angeles Kings knocking on the door just two points back right now of the Vegas Golden Knights. Bruce Cassidy, I think, is as pointed, as direct as we've heard him all season long in his postgame critique of his team. Not NHL effort. Those are going to be words that I think for everyone in that room for the Golden Knights is something that they latch onto, that they stick to, that they rally around. And going into Thursday night against the Detroit Red Wings, I don't think you take anything for granted here. If you are looking at that as a win, as an easy game for the Golden Knights, I'd caution you not to. Not NHL effort. The Golden Knights are going to have to get their own house in order. They've got to focus less on who the opponent is and more on their own game. My guess is Bruce Cassidy will work that on Wednesday at practice, and we will see a improved top-to-bottom 60-minute effort from the Golden Knights. That's the challenge in front of Vegas. They've got to dig deep. Someone's got to lead. And they've got to find a way to get through this stretch without Mark Stone, without Will Carrier, however long he's going to be out, without Alec Martinez and the other injuries. The Golden Knights are going to have to find a way. That's what they've got in order for them on Thursday at 7 o'clock against the Detroit Red Wings. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your thoughts, your opinions, and your input. Until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.